Our sponsor today is Proton Text, a complete SMS texting solution built for the Lightning platform by one of our previous guests, Pat McClellan. Here is reason number three that admins and users love this app. It comes with the Proton Blaster. It's true. Pat built a Proton Blaster. It's a Lightning Web component that lets users plan and schedule SMS blasts to campaign members or to a blast list created from any list view or CSV file. Whether you're blasting to a hundred students or volunteers or to fifty thousand leads, setting up a blast is as easy as creating a calendar appointment. It's not magic, just good design. Learn more at protontext.com. This is Salesforce Way Podcast. In this episode, a guest is invited to talk on one specific subject. Our goal is to help our listeners to not only become better Salesforce developers, but more in general, better software engineers. So, hope you enjoy our content. Hey, everybody! This is Xi Xiao. This is yet another episode of Salesforce Way Podcast. Today, I'm sitting with David Liu, who is the webmaster, the creator of. The famous website sfdc99.com. Hello, David. Hello, Shi. Thank you for having me. Very, very great honor. You're I'm, welcome. I'm, I'm so happy someone wants to talk to me and record it. So. <laughs> what? Why not? Why? Not? <laughs> yeah. Just、uh, before we go into our topic,、uh, would you still want to introduce yourself? Sure, sure.、Um, my name is David Liu. I work at Google as a Salesforce technical architect. I've been Doing Salesforce for probably the past ten years, I think now,、wow. and、um, yeah, I started my website SFDC ninety nine to to teach and inspire other people to learn Salesforce.、Mm. Most、cool. important thing about me, though,、mm-hmm. I have I'm a parent and I have two kids, a three year old. Thank you, thank you, and, and an eight month old. Yeah, be, being the dad is like a like a totally life change for me. They're they're good. Stuff there, bad stuff as well. You know, a smile and and tears. But、uh, in total, to me, that's a good、uh, life experience. Totally worth it. Amen to that. It's probably the biggest change to my career having kids. And it was even though everyone tells you it's going to change it, it really like hit me quite hard.、Yeah. Um, me too. Me too. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about that <laughs> offline.、Thing. I don't think all the audience has having the baby, having the kids. All right, let's、uh, talk a little bit、uh, back to our topic. So, the sfdc99.com, as I understand, originally was just your personal blog to, to just to write down something that you are learning about Salesforce or, or your experience sharing with somebody else. That was the start of the journey. Am I right? That's true, and I mean, I actually still consider it kind of a personal blog. Like, I、mm-hmm. don't, and and I, I say it that way because I don't really like plan it. I don't, I don't really have goals for it, and I don't like 
have a lot of like you know analytics or automation or anything like if i wake up one day and i want to write something then i write it and i post it and and that's pretty much it (laughs) so it kind of is a personal blog that's that's quite interesting we will go into that uh, into a bit details later but now i just want to you know have a quick uh, understanding what are the most famous or popular thread or or sections in your blog in sfdc 99 hmm you know it's funny because the most popular pages on my site mm-hmm. are actually some of the pages that i like the least um there's two of them that come to mind and and by the way i actually i actually do not look at analytics for my site like if, if you ask me how many people not at all visit it or any literal not at all someone asked me i had to do it recently for for some um session where i needed to you know show the analytics and i, ha- I haven't looked at it in five years um i like forgot my password and all this all this stuff uh, but but yeah <laughs> anyways the two, the two most popular ones are certifications mm-hmm. uh i have a certifications guide mm-hmm. and um the second one is a uh, is like a five year old post about a step by step guide to how to become a Salesforce developer, and and the two are my least favorite because one I really do not like certifications in general, but I feel like it's something we have to talk about in this industry, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I don't like the second post the step by step guide because it, it's so old, and every time <laughs> like it makes me feel like I should you know, keep updating it. But you don't have a plan to update that the one. I mean, uh, you know, I you know I mentioned earlier that I kind of like I, I kind of just like wake up and, and decide to post mm-hmm. something. Like certain types of posts are more fun to me than others, mm-hmm. and that one is just not that fun to me because I feel mm-hmm. like the whole website is kind of like a step by step guide and and like it's just like a repeat of all this information that I've already given. Mm-hmm. Um, but but maybe it, it's it's you know very consumable for people so. It's yeah. probably a good thing. Yeah, indeed. That's quite a counterintuitive thing because so many people think you have such a famous personal branding website and you must have put effort to tailor it to meet the, the crowd's interests. But according to what you just mentioned, you kind of like plan the tree 10 years ago accidentally. Then it just grow and grow by itself. And then today it's the big tree. Yeah, I mean, definitely not. If you told me five, six, or however many years ago that I'd have a website that you know people actually, you know, some people actually cared about, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'd be like, you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you. I mean, you mentioned brand and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which is a big topic. Yeah, uh, we we can go a lot of different directions there, mm-hmm. but I think one thing that. I think, and here's just my perception. I actually do not really know what my brand is, but here's my guess of what my brand is. I think people like that it is simple, meaning that like I don't really come in there with necessarily an agenda. Mm-hmm. Like I just kind of like speak my mind. Sometimes I say good things about Salesforce. Sometimes I say bad things about Salesforce. But what I say is like you know what I believe. Mm-hmm. And like because I don't necessarily have an agenda, I think there's something. Um, what's the word? 
there's something uh, very truthful or something. Yeah. Uh, you have your personality in front of your website. People can really see your face by by your writings. That's that's what I got. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Now I'm yeah, actually curious how people perceive my brand now, but, but yeah. <laughs> if you now hire like a manager to to maintain your site and and uh, curate your content, maybe it'll totally change the the liking of people for for your site. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because you know personally, when I read, when I read things, blogs or whatever, and I feel like it becomes too um too corporate. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. the right word. Uh, then I feel like some of the soul of the the site is lost, and and then I, I lose a little bit of interest. Mm. Uh, some of the connection, so yeah. Yeah. In addition to these certificates, uh, actually, I was a fan of that because you have a really great content. But maybe you personally don't really like uh, those. What I understand is because there are a lot of people like you put on on your website as like success story somebody who did like five certificate in a row in the week or something they passed the five yeah. and they get five certificate that was like insane you have yeah. to dedicate yourself and you have to know how to answer those questions it's kind of abused a little bit of the system the certificate system to to get to that goal so maybe that's, that's one of the reasons you don't like the certificate because so, in that in the way certificate doesn't really represent your salesforce skill like 100 percent definitely it's good still to have certificates as many as as you can but that that's just does not directly uh, reflect your your experiences exactly that's a hundred percent that's a million percent true and that's exactly why i do not like it because it is super abused it's like i don't think certifications are a good representation of your knowledge Mm -hmm. At the same time, I think they are the best thing you can do to advance your career, at least in the short term. So it's yeah. like, I, I feel like I have to tell people, yes, 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 you have to get certifications. At the same time, like, you are you are learning how to take a test. You're not necessarily learning Salesforce. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's, there's something wrong with that. I mean, the real fix is like the certifications need to be like a better... They need to like represent real life, I guess. But yeah, yeah that's, that's a tough thing to solve. Yeah, that's the the real life. Like like when you go to the college, you do need to enter the the entrance exam. You have to do that, prepare for that. But that does not really tell how good the student is on the other side of the personalities. That's true. Same, same story. Yeah, that's true. I actually think college entrance exams do a better job oh, of measuring whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe it is in the U.S. It's not in China. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> um, in addition to the certificate exams, you do have uh, some free courses to to educate people to learn Apex or learn uh, Salesforce programming in general. Am I right? That's right. That's right. Th those are also popular popular pages on your site. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely popular. Um... But uh, I mean, I have some paid content too, some paid courses, a lot of free mm -hmm. stuff too. Mm -hmm. um, all, all of that is popular. But actually, so so since I don't look at analytics, the only way I know if something is popular is if people comment on it. Oh, so that's kind of how, I, how I measure, like, yeah, that's how I measure how popular something is. <laughs> so that's why I think the two posts I mentioned are the most popular because it gets the most comments. But but I actually do not know. 
but but anyways, I do not get a lot of comments <laughs> on like my core stuff. So who knows yeah. how popular it is? <laughs> yeah, let's make a little plug here. So what uh, paid courses do you have? Ah, Apex Academy is what I call it, which is uh, I have Apex Academy one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working on number four right now. Basically, teaching you how to code in Salesforce from scratch, assuming you know nothing.、Uh, really, though, you know, if I'm to be super honest, it's really just a video course of of all the free content I already have on the、mm-hmm. website. The, if you want it to see in written form, then it's already on the site for free. If you want to see in video, then you know, Apex Academy. Yeah, yeah, and the course is in Plural Site, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. I partner with Pluralsight, and、mm-hmm. uh, one thing I really like about it is they give me, they give me these passes that I can give out.、Uh, I call them scholarships、mm-hmm. to people, people who are you know unemployed or struggling financially or、mm-hmm. you know whatever is going on in their life and and they can't afford the course. Then I'm like, all right, you know what? Here's a scholarship,、oh. and that that helps me sleep at night. That's so sweet. <laughs> That's so sweet. I I didn't know that. Maybe I, I should be the the pluralsight author one day. But、uh, I understand it takes a lot of time to prepare for the course. For every one hour of course material, it takes me about eighty hours of work. Eight zero. Oh, oh my god. So um, so yeah, yeah, it's quite a lot of work. Yeah. It is for the listeners. Think about that.、Um, the course content is just one hour, and it's like eighty hours for one hour output. That's that's just the quality of the content. So so think about that, and then go to the pro side, and then maybe check David Leo's Apex Academy video courses <laughs> Thank there. <you. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I just naturally go into that. Let's talk a little bit about more. Of the stuff you mentioned, your sites, because that's a really successful personal brand to you. When people talk about David Liu, they talk about SFDC99. When they talk about SFDC99, your face is in front of that site. So, what do you think? Since you have such a successful journey, what what do you think?、Uh, like personal branding to a developer? Ooh, man. There are a lot of things I can say about this. For, first of all, the first thing I want to say is you're actually the first person to ask me specifically about branding-related stuff,、oh, which I think I? is <laughs> okay.、Yeah. Go ahead. Which I think is really interesting、mm-hmm. because so so I'm a self-taught programmer, right? My degree was actually in marketing, so I, I did not know how to write a single line of code. You know, after college, when I when I decided to start to become a developer, but I did go to college for marketing, which is all about branding. Right, And right. if you ask me,、um, I I do not consider myself a good Salesforce developer, or even even a good generally a good Salesforce professional, but I do generally consider myself a good、uh, marketer. Um, so, so it's funny. Like it, it kind of worked to my benefit that I did not have that you know computer science degree. I had a marketing degree, and and that contributed to a lot of you know, you know, I guess the brand of of me and my website.、Mm. I see, because、um, our listeners, most of our listeners are Salesforce developers. So, I personally think. 
the personal branding is super important in our current society, in the Salesforce ecosystem as well. And that's also the reason I want to bring you in here to have a chat, because we need a success story. We need to to see how you achieved this and what kind of values you bring to the the people and the, what things you get in return. That's something I always you know interested in, because we totally. need to convince the the listeners, right? Because a lot of developers, like I do, we do appreciate writing code. We love that, and we love to sit in the in the room in the basement for months, for years, just to craft one solution, one perfect solution <laughs> out. That's a lot of fun, but still, we need to pay our bill. We need to get salary. You know, a lot of other stuff to consider, and there are a lot of other stuff in addition to the code. I mean, they are also. Having a lot of fun as well. Why not just to try those things out? And personal branding is one of the things I think is important. I mean, I still want to hear like what is your story? What do you think you get a return? Yeah. So I, I mean, you're right about personal branding. I think it is the most important. I'll I'll tell you a story that I learned actually in college that changed my entire perspective about branding. Yeah,、mm-hmm. uh, so it was um, so back in the day, you know, Pepsi. There's Pepsi and there's Coke, obviously, and Pepsi has always been in second place, right? Coke is always number one, yeah, by 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 a good amount, I think. And they did this thing where they had, like, the Pepsi challenge or whatever, where it's like a blind test. They give you a drink, you don't know if it's Pepsi or Coke, and you choose the one that you like better. And most people will say Pepsi. However, in real life, most people will buy Coke. So, like, even though Pepsi is a superior drink, it tastes better to the vast majority of people. People will still buy Coke, and that why, was and that's because that? of the Coke brand. Ah, okay. The, the Coke brand is so strong, and that was so surprising to me, because the same thing applies as a developer. It almost says like your product is almost not as important as your brand. You can have a better product, but still fail because someone else has a better brand than you.、Mm. And I guess the way I see branding is it's, it's like a multiplier of your skills. Like you cannot have a horrible product and great branding and succeed, but like、mm. how you brand your product like multiplies however good your product is. So I think in the in the work world, like you could be a pretty average developer with fantastic branding, and you would be considered a superstar.、Um, or you can be a fantastic developer with you know horrible branding and and then you know be considered average. And it's a shame, honestly. But I think at the end of the day, it's because of that because people are simple people, you know, like. We don't have time to analyze, you know, everything. We we have to, you know, go with quick analysis, and that comes down to branding.、Hmm. I lo- I love what you just mentioned. That emphasizes how important the person branding is. And in addition to what you just mentioned, people are just the simple human beings. What I think is that people trust you, as a a sample case here, because you have put out a lot of free. And priceless content, and people consumes that, they give a, give you a thumb up. 
they see that there are so many people are commenting under your blog, you know, and that's the a belief that you bring to the Ohana. And when people say, "Okay, if I get the chance to work with David Liu together, that's an honor of, of me." <laughs> And they're really so disappointed when they actually. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, there are so many things other than programming skills. So many important skills, like a soft skills, talking to people, communicating in a team. So a lot of other things in addition just to programming skills. And it's yep. those skills you can have. They say when you build your website, you kind of、uh, let the people know. That people see those stuff. I don't think you will be a bad programmer. It's just you are superstar in the marketing in your website side. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hi, just a quick note here. Don't forget to check the links shared in the show notes, where you can find the guests' contact information and the important complimentary materials for each episode. In addition, I'd be so happy if you could share with me what you think about this podcast. You can reach me out by email, Twitter, LinkedIn, or website contact form. Your comments would definitely help me improve and deliver better content. So now let's get back to the show, shall we? Um, I hope that we have somehow convinced our listeners to really think about the personal branding, because I'm living in Finland. It's a country that have a culture really bad at self marketing and self promoting here. So ninety percent of Salesforce developers I have ever talked, I have ever know in my personal life, they do not even have a personal website. They do not have a blog, or a blog has not updated for years. So、mm-hmm. they are excellent developers. They help the team, they help the company, they help the customer. But I see that there is a threshold. There's a a plateau there. You can only go so far with your skills. You can only help this amount of people if you do not put yourself in front of more people. So, yeah, so that's the, the story I want to let our listener also to 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 know that. If you want to excel on your career journey, maybe you need to think a bit more about your personal branding, like what David Leo did. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's totally true. I mean, if you look at all the high-level people in your company or organization, the VPs and whatnot, like they're they're fairly balanced people, and and you know they're good at the sales and the marketing and the coding, like. Like you don't see a CTO, for example, who is not also well spoken.、Exactly. Um, there's only so far you can take very good, you know, technical skills without everything else, including the branding. So,、mm. let's then shift our topic to talk a little bit about how. So we try to convince our our listeners. Then how do we build a personal brand? Do you have some advices? Oh, this one's this one's tough. I mean,、um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you ask me what my personal brand is at work, I think it just comes down to one word, and that's like Salesforce. 
and you have to know that, you know, where I work, there's like so many different skills and so many different people. It's a large company. And, and so to represent Salesforce is kind of like a very, very small fish in a very, very big pond. Mm-hmm. But that is my brand. And how I do it, I mean, so actually, I mean, it's funny. Like I actually have, I, I think most people at work do not know about my website or anything I do on the side. And I actually don't talk about it. And so I actually consider I have two, like, I have two works. I have my day job and then I have my website and I keep them pretty separate, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so whatever I do for branding at work is completely unrelated to my site. And I, and I do not use my site to actually improve my brand. Maybe I should, but I don't. Um, but, um, I, I think the key is like when someone thinks about you at work, you know, what do they think about? Mm. And you have to know for yourself what you want that to be. Is it Salesforce? Or is it a specific part of Salesforce? Is it you know reporting and dashboards in Salesforce? Is it coding in Salesforce? And then you have to, you really have to beat that in. Like whenever I introduce myself to people at work, I'm like, my name is David, and all I do is Salesforce. And then like immediately they know it's like okay, I'm going to talk <laughs> to him about Salesforce. I'm not going to talk to him about uh, you know business intelligence or anything. Mm. Uh, I also wear a lot of Salesforce t-shirts. I don't, I don't know if that helps, but. <laughs> yeah, and your personal SFDC99 t-shirt as well, I guess. Uh, I never wear that at work, actually. Ah, oh, it's only your fans that are do, doing that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what I'm hearing from you is you have to define as the first step what you want to be known for, whether in the company you're working in or in the kind of Ohana. Right. Yep. So yep. you need to find out what you are really passionate about. Otherwise, you will run out of fuel in the, in the long run. That's exactly true. And not only do you have to find that out, but it has to be small. Like mm. it, it cannot be too big because if you try to do too much, mm. then like then it means you're not good at any of it. That, that's what what you're doing now. Right. You are doing the kind of like elementary courses for people who have never coded before or has really little experience in coding and then you want to bring them into the salesforce coding that 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 is that's exactly, your niche that's exactly right and you know a lot of people don't realize that because if you think and that oh man i'm so glad you you mentioned that actually because if if you're starting a blog in the salesforce world for example you might think my niche is going to be salesforce development which I think 99% of people would say, you know what, that's a legitimate niche. The problem with that is it's just too big. There's mm-hmm. too many parts of development. There's back-end code, there's front-end code, you know, there's integrations, there's this and that. Like, you cannot possibly cover all of that stuff. How does someone know that they should visit your blog? Like, mm-hmm. what are they going to get? They know they're going to get development stuff, but, but I mean, development is just so big. It, it's not enough. That's why my niche is actually very, very small. Mm. It, it's just development, but development for people who have no development background. And then 
you know, once you start, so people know, okay, they're kind of come to my site if they want to learn to code. Don't come to my site for anything else because you're not going to get it. But that's very powerful. Yeah. But, you know, I got to know your side is for, from the certificate part. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so that's the next step. See, once, once you build your brand in the small niche, mm -hmm. then you can expand it. I mean, a good example is Salesforce, right? It's called Salesforce. Sales is part of the name because it was originally founded as just a sales, you know, CRM, basically. And then they found success there and then they grew and now it's support. You know, and now it's marketing cloud and, and now it's everything. But but, you know, you have to start your niche small. And then once you have, you know, some traction, then you expand it. I, I love that uh, metaphor. Um, what I'm doing now is actually I'm thinking about my podcast, you know, <laughs> what I'm <laughs> doing here. Because <laughs> what you did is like, let's let's put it in. Uh, analogous like a, a people going to the dream force for the first time going to the dream force you don't know people it's a strange environment you know if there's a guide in, in front of the door when you go there enter and the guide put a, a big smiley face and then tell you okay you're here what you're gonna do where you get lunch and what content so you, you better go and consume and who are the speakers you talk that's like the first time experience that's exactly what you're doing. You bring people into the Dreamforce and you talk about all these coding skills and c encourage them and, you know, don't give up and try multiple times. And then when they enter the programming world, I think my podcast at least will bring a little bit more value on the, a little bit advanced skills. Okay, when, when, we, when we code how to write clean code, how to yep. structure your architect, that's what my podcast is doing. Good, good, good. Mm. See, that, that's a great niche too. It's like you're honest with yourself. You're like, you know what? I'm not targeting brand new people. I'm mm. targeting, you know, more advanced people. That's that's good. So I think I need to cooperate with you when you bring the people <laughs> in. You know, that's the funnel. <laughs> I need to bring yeah. the people into my podcast. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so we, we talk a lot about how from our experiences, but to, to help our listeners, you know, there are a lot of new like beginners or who have never done a website or personal site at all. What are the channels? What are the ways that they can choose to brand their self? Is it only like the website or podcast? There is something else, do you think? You know, um, I mean, there's there's so many different channels, right? You have blog, you have like user group sessions, you have the forums, the success community, the Stack Exchange, all that stuff. You have videos you know, on YouTube. Heck, you can do Instagram, social media. Um, I don't, I don't think there's a right channel to choose. I think the right channel is the one you like the most. For example, like. I consider myself a pretty slow thinker. Like I really need to think about things before I say things. And that's why I like blogging because I can put a lot of thought into something before I, I put it out there. But people who are, you know, more interesting and more, more, you know, dynamic and, and more, uh, I can't think of the word more spontaneous. That's that's the word. Like they might want to do, you know, podcasts and video. 
And mm. then how you grow that, you know, that that's a, that's a whole nother story. I can talk a lot about how to grow a blog because that's what I have experience in if you want to know about that. Oh, oh man. Maybe I will bring you back in another episode about writing blog. <laughs> Definitely it's a good topic. You know, what I recently learned is that because um, uh, English is not my native and I hate a little bit of writing a blog because to me, I, I even need to think about the word, how to wording the sentence. Mm, mm. So, so it's just slow. It's, it's yeah. better I talk, as you said, in the podcast and in the video. But writing skill is so essential when you want to advance into a, another level. So the, all the content in the internet, like 90% of the content are, are in text. And the Google <laughs> search are only index in the text. Yep. Not even the picture, not even videos, you know, only the text indexed. If I can write a good blog, I can put my podcast transcript out in a good, uh, easy, consumable kind of manner. Yep. It may rank my site much better. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, you're right about that. I think text, if your goal is scale, then text and blogging is probably the easiest way because of a lot of things you mentioned. If your goal is depth, though, then podcast. I mean, you can go into so much more depth than, uh, like, if I if if I took this podcast and I made it into full text, if I if I wanted to teach it through text instead of podcast, like this would probably be like thirty different posts. Like, mm, you know, like I mean, there's only so much you can cover with text. Yeah, I got that. One last thing I still want to talk is. Uh, you put a lot of free content out. One of the reasons that you think it's a, you know, it's a personal blog, and you intended to just write it and put it as a content instead of paid content. So I would say ninety percent of the the resources are free. Maybe five to ten percent is the advanced. What is what's the name? The Apex Academy, right? That yep, course. Yep, yep. And you also did a play-by-play in plural side with Don Robbins with the right. how to write a tr- how to write a trigger when to write code and when right. to use the declarative way. So, what do you think of this like ninety uh, versus ten? This rule. Do you think uh, like people when they start their personal branding journey should they follow a similar way? Well, I'd say first of all, I'd say. Very few people follow a similar model. Most people, if you go to their blog or whatever it is, you'll see advertisements or or some sort of, of sale or, or whatever it is. I think, I mean, I think for me, like, I'm fortunate I have a good job. So that's like, so I don't need to worry as much about, you know, Everything else, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I mean, it comes. I think it boils down to what's the goal of your website, right? If your goal is to you know make money, then there's nothing wrong with that. You know, instead of ninety ten, you know fifty fifty or whatever it is. But my goal of my website has never been money. In fact, the first five or however many years of my website, like. There was, there was no way for me to even make money, even through donations or anything. There was no Apex Academy. There was no ads. There was no donations. Um, my goal of my website when I started it was to inspire people to learn to code. And that is still the goal. 
-hmm. And I feel like if I had too much, if I made too much money or if there was too much advertising or whatever on my website, it would detract from the goal. People would think, oh, you're only trying to inspire people to become developers so you can make money. And they're not going to believe what I say. And then everything falls apart because now I'm not reaching my goals, uh, the, the goal of the website, and you know maybe you make less money. Or, or at the end of the day, you have to sleep at night, and mm. <laughs> so I sleep well at night, you know, knowing that you know I'm still doing what what I came in to do. Oh, oh man, I I, I appreciate what you, what you just said. This you spent ten years to build your personal blog, and that there was no rush, there was no. Like a money motivation behind, you just do one simple step, and just just put in into that long time scale. I, I'm thinking for my podcast, if I can do this one thing for ten years, I think I will also gain a little bit more popularity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think people appreciate it. Honestly, like I think even if it's subconscious, when I open up a blog and I see a lot of ads. I don't think I necessarily think about it, but in the back of my head, I, I question the motives, and it makes me question the content. Um, that's yeah, that's an interesting story. We won't dig into that whole. I think there's a lot of things, also like the personality thing, and do you want to earn the money in the short run or in the long run? So, and and do you want to build the community to engage people to talk with you? So there's a whole lot of uh, things to learn. But uh, do you believe that everybody can share? Everybody can do this personal branding? Because a lot of people think, okay, I'm too junior. I don't know too much about programming. I don't know too much about Salesforce. What what can I do? What's the topic? What's my niche? Uh, I I totally believe that anyone can contribute to the community. Branding. You know, honestly, branding is it's a tough thing, you know? Mm. <laughs> like, I, I sincerely believe anyone can learn to code, in Salesforce especially. Mm. Do I believe that anyone can become a good brand? Honestly, I have not put a lot of thought into it, but I think it's harder to build a brand than it is to write code. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> because yeah. there's so much, like, human psychology in it, you know, like... Hmm. Um, I believe that that too. <laughs> like, but can you get better at it? Sure, definitely. I mean, I think most people put zero thought into it. So, I mean, the, if you even put a little bit of thought, I think you're already doing you know better than at least fifty percent of the people out there. Exactly. That's a low hanging fruit for yep. developers. Yeah. And, yep. and at least one more benefit I can think of is um. You know, I I have been in Salesforce Ohana for a year and a half, exactly a year and a half. I recently changed the company I'm working in. During the interview session, there's no coding skill test. Because yep. the reason, one of the reasons that uh, they know I'm doing the podcast, they know I'm interviewing these like experts, and they can sense as one reason that I can write reasonable okay code and i also have my github account if they want to check i have some like a mediocre 
uh, open source project there to get the one or two stars, but at least I put some content out there. So I have a full track what I've done in this past a year and two. That gained a bit more trust. So I don't need to go into the full interview session. I got a little bit shortcutted, you know. At least that helped me coming back when, when we discussed in the beginning what we get the benefit in return when we do our personal branding. That's my mm-hmm. own experience. Yeah. You know, that's a great point. And um, a little secret is like, so I interview and I look at a lot of resumes for Google, for Salesforce professionals. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm biased, but but if they have some sort of a blog or GitHub or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it almost guarantees that I, I will bring them in for an interview. I mean, assuming it's well updated, you know, yeah. because be, because like like you said, there's only so much you can get in an interview, like in one hour. There's only so much you can learn about someone. But like when you read their code or you read their their blog, it's like it's like you can, you can know a lot about someone. And uh, surprisingly, so I did not expect this when I started my website, like um. So my website, I, I can say without a doubt, has been by far the best thing that has ever happened in my career. Like if you look at it from any angle, whether it's financial or anything else, the web, my website opened a ridiculous amount of doors for me. Um, how, what if I spent, you know, the however many hours, the thousands of hours on my website on becoming a better programmer or becoming a better Salesforce professional instead? Um, I I think I would be less successful than if I had spent it on my website. I mean, I'm sure. I know 100%. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really one of the best things you can do for your career, in my opinion. Thank you, David, for sharing all these wonderful stories with us. So before closing this session, do you still have some, some other stuff you want to bring in? Whew. It's okay Man, if you I, don't have anything <laughs> more. <laughs> we talked a lot. I mean, I, I, I really hope that everyone decides to to give back to the community through doing what you know you're doing and or blogging or YouTube or whatever. Like, it is such it's such a good feeling to be doing something that is actually good and right and helping people while at the same time you get a significant personal benefits from it in your career or 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 anything even even like i sleep better at night knowing that you know Mm -hmm. i try to help people versus trying to help you know mostly myself yeah and just put put myself into your shoes every morning when i open my email account i see so many people are greeting me and tell me my website changed their life, changed their career path. Yeah, that, shoot, that's the best. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Shi. It's been David. fun. Yeah, talk to you next time. Bye bye. Hey, this is the end of the show. If you enjoyed the content, please connect with me and let me know your thoughts. All my contact information is available on the website at salesforceway.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.